0: Hi, I'm Tom Hendrickson from myitcareercoach.com, where we build great tech careers, and welcome to Tech Career Talk. Today, we're going to talk about DevOps with Sriram Sri Sriram, yes. introduce yourself to the people here at Tech Career Talk.
1: Hi, I'm Sriram Paligata. I have over 10, almost 10 years of background in IT. I've done my undergrad from uh, in computer science engineering from India, and then I've done my master's in software engineering at San Jose State, California, and I've been working in IT ever since. I've uh, worked for Conexa, then I worked briefly at Comcast, Vanguard, and then back in Comcast again. So I've worked at various roles. I've, I've been a developer, I've been an automation tester, I've done production support, developing and production support, and now I am shifted my focus towards DevOps, I've got this new opportunity, so this is something I'm trying out, and I really like what I'm doing now, so it's a good place. To be excellent,
0: here. excellent, so you've got a lot of good experience, Ram, in, in various aspects and many different roles, that's great.
1: Thank you.
0: So, Ram, as we talked about, or want to talk about a little bit today, talk to us a little bit about what skills are important for your DevOps work.
1: I... I think the first step would be to have a clear understanding of what a DevOps actually means. There's a lot of confusion lying around uh, because we've been typically traditionally into this whole developer model where a programmer develops code and pushes it over a, a virtual wall to the ops guys who do regular deployments. Uh, maintain infrastructure, things like that. So the first thing is like to understand what DevOps means and uh, totally to understand like you are responsible from end to end from developing the code to pushing it to production, managing it, taking care of pretty much everything out there. So That's the first step to know about it. And then I think you need to have a clear communication about uh, what you're doing because being in being a developer, you've been totally focused on the technical aspects of things, and now being DevOps, you need to convince uh, and uh, convince everybody on what it is, the way it's working, uh, things like that, and uh, uh, basically push uh, for you know new new features or push for new products, uh, software things like that. So that's another thing that's very important, and I. Another thing is to understand the different levels that are involved in DevOps, like uh, all the way from source control to Mm -hmm. uh, what language you're going to use, what containers are out there, uh, uh, what kind of an orchestration frameworks that you have, how you can use them, various cloud cloud platforms. Uh, So you should have a complete knowledge of what is, what the different levels of this pipelines in the DevOps framework. And uh, you also need to, have an understanding of an operating systems mm-hmm. uh, because you you will be since you will be responsible for deployments as well and setting up monitoring uh, monitors and uh, alerts loggings and all that you need to set up some kind of uh, self uh, healing versus and alerting mechanisms so you need to know what your our production or test environments can do so that you can like. Take precautionary measures in case something goes wrong and yeah. things will go wrong. So <laughs> we cannot get around that. That happens, doesn't it? That's Yeah, I think the Moose Law is going to be in place. Anything yeah. can go wrong, will definitely go wrong. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, Ram, you mentioned deployments and deployment pipelines. Why are deployment pipelines so valuable?
1: Uh, I think to say that, uh, let me tell you what I've done before the pipeline. So I used to work in this company where we used to have quarterly deployments and any new feature or enhanced feature or a bug fix that you develop, you push it to the source code and then to the test environment and you need to wait until the end of the quarter uh, to push it to production where your code along with your team uh, members' codes will be pushed. And if something goes wrong with your code, uh, you will be ending up with the wrong kind of visibility. Mm-hmm. That you don't you don't want it, and you want you have to revert it back, and so does everybody else's code. So by having a proper pipeline, you can do a deployment on demand in a matter of minutes, and if something goes wrong, the rollback is just as fast. So that way you can test, you can uh, do canary deployments, test out feature, production features in production immediately, fix bugs, and uh, actually also keep up with your competition. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's, it's important to be able to deploy, but then also, like you mentioned, roll back quickly to recover.
1: Yes, I mean time to recover is pretty fast. So that's also extremely important, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So you, I know, have experience with containers. So how, how do you use containerization in what your work?
1: Uh, containers are actually, can be used in whole variety of uh, aspects, like even your development is something that if you do it on a container level, you know that the the uh, environment that you are coding is no different from the environment in production. So you have a uniformity across all of the all the uh, levels. And uh, uh, so anyone, uh, any new team member you joins the code, it's easy to just give the container, set up a container, then setting up the entire environment for development. So. Development becomes easy you can collaborate across teams uh, you can test it out and you know that it's going to work in production as well because there is no uh, ambiguity in what uh, what's being developed you know even your updates and rollbacks are pretty fast because of these you know so that's yeah. uh, uh, that's one uh, that's like that's extremely crucial for kind uh, containerization and uh, it's easy to set up monitoring and scale on demand as well with containers, so. Mm-hmm.
0: So there's lots of benefits to containerization. Lots of benefits to containerization, yes. Yeah, excellent, uh, excellent. So, Shiram, we've talked about a lot of different things. How do you stay on top of all the new technologies that come down the pike?
1: Uh, the best way is to actually understand what are the levels involved in uh, all the new technologies out there at like let's say a programming language. And, you know, mm-hmm. What does what the programming language that best uh, you know you can just look it up and see what the other programming languages that are involved, tools, frameworks, look at the competitions. And that's a good way to understand what is out there. And then you have all these DevOps summits, other and framework summits that you have that you can attend. And uh, if it's not within your budget, you can, you can and register for online summits as well and yeah. see what's going on. And that's actually a good place to socialize professionally and see what, your, uh, what other companies are doing. What are the pro- uh, products and plat- uh, platforms out there mm-hmm. and see where you're standing, you know, and uh, you, you, all these new frameworks and technologies are constantly updated. So that's something you need to keep up with. And uh, so uh, social networking platforms are a pretty good way to more keep track of everything because they will let us know if something is out there, something new has launched. So uh, that's yeah. a, there are a variety of ways to get it done, you know, to keep up with what's going on.
0: Excellent. So what if someone, I and mean, maybe somebody's asked you this before, Sriram, but if someone's new and they want to get into DevOps, where, where do you start them on? Where do you send them?
1: I think the first thing is to make them clearly understand DevOps because you should not have any kind of ambiguity. Mm -hmm. It's like you are responsible for the entire thing. There is no multiple job designations like developer or a tester or ops or something like that. So first thing is to clearly understand what DevOps is. And after you do that, uh, when you are learning all that, you also learn about the uh, pipelines involved in the DevOps. Uh, Mm -hmm. And that's a and uh, once you keep, uh, once you learn all the all that, you need to learn how to build those pipelines and optimize them as per your needs and things like that. So that's uh, the second level. And then you also need to set up logging, uh, alerting, monitoring mechanisms, and things like that. And you need to make sure what your budget is so you can work within your budget because. Mm. That can, especially when you're using cloud frameworks, budget is extremely important because <laughs> anything goes wrong, <laughs> things would definitely uh, fall apart. So, uh, we need to keep, uh, make sure that we are well within our budget and mm-hmm. make sure that we leave a little wiggle room, but, w- but not too much. Yeah. And then we need to keep administering what we are developing, uh, what we are running in production and architect the, uh architect different ways to, you know, build those stuff and make sure everything is working to uh, with what we need to get it done and uh, make sure it is scalable. Okay. So essentially it's, it's kind of like, you need to know finally how to uh, maintain infrastructure as a code. That's mm-hmm. your end goal. You need to learn that's your end goal. That's what you need to get uh, to learn. Yeah.
0: That's very good advice, Shriram. So we've talked a lot about DevOps. Shriram, do you have any closing thoughts?
1: Uh, I think have an open mind is a good way to start, Uh, and uh, 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 not pushing work to somebody else but owning, taking responsibility is another Mm -hmm. thing. You know, Uh, this whole this, this new whole buzzword that's coming up called the DevSecOps, where security is also key part of DevOps now and you're mm-hmm. also responsible for security. So you need to maintain a delicate balance between security and your feature development. Yeah. So you need to have an open mind, be constant, uh, constantly keeping an eye on what needs to be developed, how it can be developed. Mm-hmm. So more time planning, less time coding. <laughs> if there is any issues with uh, planning, it will be more expensive in the long run. Yeah. Coding, so that's what I would recommend, you know. And also think about the customer.
0: Mm.
1: It's not about your code. I know they are every, I mean, they're like very good code, developers out there, you know, they can do a very good job at coding, but they fo- primarily focus on what needs to be developed. But we often forget about what a customer can use or loves to use, or it's more essential for that person. So you need to focus about more about the customer. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that's a very important thing.
0: Very good. Very good advice. Sriram, thanks for coming on.
1: Thank you, Tom. Thanks for having me.
0: If you have any questions, please email me at tom at And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and our podcast. On behalf of Sriram Paligata, I am Tom Henrikson from myitcareercoach.com where we build great tech careers. And thanks for watching Tech Career Talk.